This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mmm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to a very special episode of the Stacey West podcast. Uh, I'm Ben and sat beside me, so close I can almost touch him but not quite due to restrictions and protocols and all that stuff, is Gary. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm on my best behaviour tonight. I'm not going to pick on you. You're bigger than I thought. Taller, like thicker set than you thought. It's all that working out, so... Yeah, no, no giving you stick tonight. <laughs> Definitely not. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But um, no, we are currently uh, sat in Liam Scully's office waiting for Liam, Harvey, and Clive. Um, and we're going to have a very special podcast episode, aren't we? We are, yeah. They're due in nine minutes, but you're not going to have to listen to us for nine minutes. Um, so obviously, we, we appreciate that we are very uh, privileged at times. The club are always open with us, they give us an opportunity to um, push and probe. Uh, and I think that we're one of the, the first people to actually do a face to face interview with Harvey. Indeed, Michael yeah. Michael Horton got the uh, got the interview over the phone. So really excited to chat to Harvey and Clive. Um, it's going to be probably an hour's podcast. Yep. We think, uh, and Liam will be here as well. He's basically the fourth member of the Stacey West team, I think, isn't he? After- yeah, well, I think he's only coming on this one so that he can get his numbers above Jake again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's keeping a tally. Uh, we're actually in his office and there's a thing on the wall that says, uh, Liam, uh, five, sweary Jake, three. So um, <laughs> we go, I'll be six, three, Jake. So you'll have to try harder, mate drop the c-bomb a little less so no really excited really excited it's going to be really good um are we calling this the christmas special we thought we might do a bit on thursday didn't we a short one yeah um if you know obviously depending on on the weekend's action um if there is any we'll do a podcast on thursday but if not consider this your christmas special well there's some action on saturday well, there it's is. Christmas. There so, is, but yeah. I mean, I meant footballing. I'm not actually. recording with you on Christmas Day. Actually, no. I could. I'm on my own Christmas evening, so I could record a podcast. Uh, I'll get my on-air light on, make it special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every other day. <laughs> ben Ward Towers. Uh, so yeah, so I might even send. You might have just heard the Christmas jingle. I might send you the Christmas jingle. You know, the jingle. Just yes, with, bells with the bells in the background, on. Yeah. Choo, choo, choo. So that'd be quite good. Uh, cool. So brilliant. Yeah. Um, so obviously we're going to wait, but you're not going to have to enjoy. Enjoy. So uh, yeah, we are indeed here uh, in Liam's office with uh, with Clyde Nates and Harvey Jabara. How are we doing, guys? Doing great. Good to meet you guys. 
Um, not too bad, but great to see you guys again. <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure. So um, what we've said is we're, we're sort of going to go through some questions that we've got, and then if there's anything you want to, you know, pitch up with as well, just feel free to interrupt and you know talk really, really. Fantastic. Do you want to start us off, guys? Yeah, uh, so first of all, welcome back, Clive, um, to the country. How does it feel to finally be back here and around the club again? Well, a relief to get back. See, I only sneaked in with uh, one day to spare, but 21 months is a long time to, to be away, so I'm glad I managed to get back. Uh, not the ideal time of the year, but it was also exceptionally important to be able to meet Harvey, Messi and Jensen as well. Um, so, despite the restrictions and what have you, yeah, absolutely delighted to have been able to get over. Brilliant, thank you. And we'll ask you a little bit about your time um, back here and, and, and some of the other issues a little later on. Uh, but also, a warm welcome to Harvey. Thank you for joining us. Thank um, you. I listened to the Michael Horton interview the other day, so I'm going to try not we can try not to go over the same ground sure. too much. Sure. Um, but how have you found Lincoln since you've been here, and, and what's kind of been the, the best features of the city from your short well, stay? Well, we had high expectations for Lincoln just over the last year, as we have read about the city initially when we first looked at the Lincoln City investment deck and we started to research uh, the geographical area as well just to understand Lincoln, Lincolnshire and uh, I'll tell you as high as our expectations were our trip here uh, the reality has just far exceeded anything we could have ever imagined uh, the it's an incredible balance of quaintness of the city, but yet a true cosmopolitan, uh, metropolitan feel to the city. It's a, it's a great balance to see. You know, we went up and down Steep Hill a number of times here, and, and, <laughs> and I've survived without falling or having a heart attack uh, every time, and we absolutely love the our short stay here we've found restaurants but we have found shopping we found a little bit of everything and uh, people are just incredibly nice we had a feeling that would be the case we just couldn't have asked for more and then to see a, a vibrant university in this city as well uh, and we're told you know it's a little quieter now that the students have have gone home for the holidays but uh if this is quiet then we can't wait to see it when it's an active place so absolutely love the city and uh, uh it just we can't imagine could not imagine it would it would be as good as it is all you have to wait for is snow, uh, and people will not seem quite as attractive. Well, I Trust took me. my time. I was very careful. We walked the first time we went up and down Steep Hill. It was it was raining, and uh, I said, "That's all I need is to get from the top to the bottom of Steep Hill uh, much quicker than I wanted to, and and, and rolling." So uh, it's a good thing we we went slow, but uh, what an atmosphere! We walked out uh, just. Real quickly, we walked out of dinner. We had a wonderful dinner with Michael Appleton the other night, and we walked out of, of Gino's. And I, I turned to Jez George. I said, "Just the the fog and the buildings and the streets and the people and the lights." And I said, "This is like 
this is like a Hollywood set. It isn't, this isn't, this isn't real. This is just like a set. And so it's, it's fabulous. Yeah. It's been used in some stuff recently, actually. Ridley Scott's filming here in March. Yeah. Really? uh, Yeah. My wife had, uh, had an episode of Downton Abbey on and there was a bit where a car turns a corner and I just went, that's the top of the hill. That's where the castle is. Sure enough, they use the castle as a prison and stuff like that. (laughs) We're Downton Abbey fans, so we watch it in the States, and so we'll look for that. There you go. Um, You you spoke there about the the investment deck being impressive. Um, We were just interested, you know, what to you stood out from that deck um, and how it differed from anything that you'd seen before, you know, even before you got in front of, of Clive and Liam? Sure. Great question, Ben, because we we looked at a lot of decks over the last four or five years. What stood out in Lincoln City was, one, the, the quality of the leadership was very evident. You could just see by the way the deck was prepared. You could see the history, what's happened in particular over the last three or four years. Uh, And I don't say that just because the chairman is sitting next to me and the CEO is sitting behind me, but I say that because it was was just a a well-prepared business plan and a well-prepared presentation of what's taken place at Lincoln, gravitating from non-league to League One in a short amount of time. But also comparing and contrasting other decks, so many of the decks that we looked at presented not just a football club, but here's a real estate investment around it. Here is other opportunities around the stadium and they spent so much time talking about that and we were really after a pure English football investment. That's what we wanted. We have enough real estate investments in the States. We don't need to come to the UK for real estate investments. We are here purely for football and it's the English game that attracted us. Could we have had investments in MLS? Sure, that's possible. Could we have gone to other countries? Yes, because we looked at decks of clubs from other countries. But immediately upon reading this one, and you probably know the history, Landon Donovan was uh, had close ties to an intermediary who sent Landon this deck and said, I, this one is this one is special, Landon. Take a look. And so he sent it on to me and said, "Let me know what you think," uh, because we had done this many times. We'd looked at so many, and it was one year ago today. It was December of 2020, and uh, and so as I looked at it, I said, "Wow, this one." I, I got right on either I called or I emailed or texted Landon and said, yep, this one is worth digging deeper on. There's there's something special. It's it's a neat part of the country, even though I've never been, as many times as we've been to the UK, I've never been to this part of the country. Uh, but you could just see it was, a, it was a special place. It had a university background, which I, I think is important in, in cities. Uh, and so I said, let's let's look further. And so, you know, I just kept saying to Landon, I just it's got to be about the football. I I understand the attraction of real estate around 
sporting venues, but not what we're after. So that's when we took a look and we said, hey, let's at least meet these guys and go from there. So Landon met with Clive by Zoom the first time and he got right to me after that one and said, oh yeah, Harvey, I know you well enough to know this is your kind of guy. So <laughs> Yeah, and look, Landon was swayed by the fact that I just told him it was brilliant for Everton. Did you ask for a signed shirt? Was that the first thing when you came on the... Yeah, once, yeah once we got through three hours of Everton conversations, <laughs> then we got to football. So, uh, But uh, we, we were Lincoln City football. But... Uh, we then had a, a call with the three of us, and it went from there. And what, what is it specifically? You said you could have had options elsewhere, but it was English football you wanted. What is it about English football you think that kind of stands out above other games? Uh, I think the birthplace of the game, the development, the tradition of the game here. Uh, it's it's just there's a charm and beauty about English football that just is hard to describe, and we love it. We watch it as often as we can, and luckily now in the states, uh, through both, you know, air, uh, you know, TV broadcasts as well as streaming broadcasts, there aren't many days where we can't watch some form of an English football game. And the more we watch it, the more we love it. We've always loved this country. Just, you know, uh, it's is my family has always come here, and uh, and so. There's just something about the game. Of course, the first exposure was Premier League. And uh, what I find fascinating about Premier League, I was saying to these guys the other night, we went to the uh, Leeds Arsenal game. We were fortunate enough to go over to that. And while we were sitting there, I, I said, you know, the beauty of this league is you have 20 teams that, yes, there is a hierarchy, some teams stronger, and it's sometimes a little top-heavy, and you just sort of deal with that. But there isn't a day that that a team goes into a match saying, we know we're going to win this one in the Premier League. It's just anybody can take down anybody on any day. The, the parity is so special. But then, you know, there was something about promotion relegation that just – attracted us and it it is a detractor to some especially american sports investors who say we don't want to take that risk we want to make sure we're always going to be top tier we're always in major league baseball we're always in the national basketball association we're always in national football league because we we don't want to deal with the financial fallout of a relegation but to us it's just like that's the beauty of it that's the challenge of it and uh if you find yourself on top you know of league one you say man we gotta we gotta get the championship and we were you know it was like a dream come true while we were talking about this and going through due diligence there was championship staring us right there and What's funny is when we started the discussions, I mean, Lincoln City was just on fire. Every Saturday, every Tuesday, we'd watch and go, does this team ever do anything wrong? I mean, it was just, <laughs> and it was just like clockwork, you know? Maybe not winning every 
match, but they were usually a winner or a draw. But and so it was just on a run. And then we we actually got to the point a, a few months later where we agreed that we're going to do this deal, and we we kind of were ready to do the final touches. And that's when we kind of went into a a little <laughs> bit of a drought. <laughs> And I remember talking to Clive. I said, okay, Clive, uh, you know, I, we're in, but come on now. We'll have, <laughs> as soon as we say yes, but to battle back to fifth and to, to get past Sunderland and then to have that, you know, heck of a match against Blackpool didn't go our way, but it showed us all what Lincoln City Football Club is capable of capable of and all about I cried at the end of the second Sunday yes. game I loved yes. that and cried for a long while I just got so because yeah. we'd lost it yeah. and then Tom up, Tom popped up and when the final whistle went I couldn't help it I had to send everyone out of the room before I did it so. <laughs> yeah I was very much the same my in-laws were up and they were watching it with me and they, they saw yeah. me at my absolute worst and angriest and then yeah. final whistle I was just sobbing it was great and, and that first early goal kind of it, you never know if that's good or not good. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh wow, great, but we got 88 minutes to deal with here. Yeah. But and it so sometimes it's a blessing, sometimes it's a curse. But it, I think again, the takeaway is this is what Lincoln City is capable of. Yeah. So yeah. let's keep pursuing. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you talked there about promotion relegation um, and. and Believe me, 2011 relegation uh, didn't sound like it was particularly good or feel like it was good. Um, obviously, the team has struggled a bit of late. Had a look as well. The Padres, I think, struggled in 2018 and 2019. I tried to do a little yes. bit of research there. Um, having been a fan around that time, how important was your support for them and yeah. likewise for Lincoln now and Lincoln City Sport? Absolutely. Sport will take you through the ebbs and flows of life that I don't know that any other form of life takes you through business maybe you have some of it you know maybe relationships take you through it but sport yeah, I had a colleague of mine tell me long ago he sports guy uh, was a athlete and now a broadcaster and he he said Harvey sports will make you crazy and so you just have to accept the fact that sports will make you crazy and then you just deal with it well, I think you reach a point where there are good times and there are some times that are tough. And all you can do is, A, stay together. You stay together as a club. You, you stay together as a supporter group. You stay together as an organization. And you say, what we put in place to make this club thrive and all the strategies, all the tactics business-wise, football-wise, you just have to stay true to what you do. You can't panic. You can't say, okay, we just go change everything for the sake of change. You say, we didn't, we didn't move up the way we've moved up and been promoted in the last few years by being wrong at too many things. So, you know, some of it might be in our control. Not all of it is in our control. And so you sit there and you say, it's 46 match season. 
and we are still fairly early. I have tremendous confidence in this club and the leadership of this club. And I, you know, all you can do is take a match at a time and say, all right, we just have to keep improving. We got to get people healthy. We got to keep them healthy. There's been things that, you know, are from a numbers point of view, a bit abnormal in terms of injuries and things of that nature. So I think that can only get better. And, uh, you know, I, I look, these guys work hard every day, both on the football side and the corporate side to give this club every advantage possible. And I think that hard work, that work ethic, and that trust and confidence in what you do on a daily basis, which I know Michael has, I know his staff has, I know his players have, it will it will turn out the right way. I'm confident of that. Should we throw that briefly over to Clive, if that's all right? Obviously, you're yeah. quite um, uh, visible on social media at times as well. Social media can be really toxic. How difficult is it for you to to kind of hold a silence sometimes against the vocal major- uh, minority. Look, I think if you go into social media, you just get uh, used to that sort of thing. Um, there's always the mute button, which can be quite useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. There are different people in this world. Different p- people react differently to various situations and... Um, I wouldn't say it has a massive uh, impact on me. I thought what was really interesting was attended three away games, uh, Carlisle, Crewe and Cheltenham. And really the fans that especially went to Carlisle, um, Crewe was also bitterly cold. Uh, what an evening that was. And, you know, people that are prepared to you know, put in that effort to go to those away games and being able to interact with them um, and see the support that they give to the team even through a very, very difficult period, I think for me was exceptionally uplifting. Um, I only got positive comments from them and you can say, okay, maybe face to face they weren't going to tell me what they might have said. You're uh, saying that people will be different when there's anonymity behind them, <laughs> Maybe, but I think, it was, I think it, was, it was really genuine. I mean, just looking at the support of the games, you know, the support that the Way fans gave in all three of those games I thought was brilliant. And even at the end of the games mm. where the results weren't necessarily uh, what we would have hoped for. Yeah. I mean, I, I was at the Cheltenham game, you know, I, I, you could feel it starting to, to grow more positive through the second half in particular as well. And yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I think that the support on the day is yeah, second to none. Yeah, and it was a wonderful moment when we did score. You know, <laughs> and, and out of time, yeah, we, did, we needed another 10 seconds to hold on, but there was still, there was something special again about... You know, we were battling for goals, getting a second goal so late, and yet even though we we didn't hold out, I almost know, forgot what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, you, you know, you've obviously said um, about you with with you being away and, and how you dealt with things from the social media side. 
how easy or how difficult has it been to keep on top of things from the backroom side of things? Obviously, I know a lot of people will now be used to working from home over here, um, but how difficult is it or how easy is it to to manage all of that knowing that you can't just pop down to the you know pop down to the ground and, and sort something out if you need to? Um, it wasn't that difficult from a point of view of keeping on top of things. Um, maybe I spoke to Liam even more than I, I usually do. Maybe I irritated my wife even more than that. But uh, <laughs> she does know when uh, Liam phones that it might be quite a while. Um, but, you know, from that point of view, it was okay. In fact, you know, meetings that now took place uh, on Zoom or Teams... That provided me with an advantage because pre-COVID, I was over maybe three three months of the year. So the other nine months, I was the only one on a screen, whereas everybody would have been uh, present for that meeting. Here I was on a level uh, field with them um, because everybody, you know, was dialing in remotely. So that made it a, a lot easier from that point of view. I think, as you well know from Twitter, um, I did get a little unhappy when uh, uh, I was told that uh, South Africa was still on the red list despite things being pretty good and our vaccinations weren't being uh, accepted, even though there were Pfizer vaccinations, for, for example. But within two weeks, thankfully, that was reversed in both cases and I was able to to sneak in before we got back on the red list again. And, you know, like I said, despite being able to keep on top of things, there's nothing better than facing people face to face. Um, and beyond that, I think it was important to see just what had happened over the last uh, 21 months. Uh, the changes here um, at the LNER Stadium, the changes uh, at the EPC, you know, have, have been remarkable. And, uh, you know, obviously got sent photos to some extent, but it was great to, to actually get over to, to meet everybody, you know, face-to-face -face dinners with, you know, Michael and see Liam face-to-face -face on a regular basis and, you know, so many other people at the club. I think uh, if there was any disappointment, it was obviously the day I arrived, um, there was the announcement of the new variant, whether you want to call it a micron or omicron or, or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, that did put a dampen on because I was very cautious at the beginning. I didn't go into boardrooms on match day or try to be in um, places where there were a lot of people. So there are a lot of people that I didn't meet that I might have wanted to meet. And then I ended up getting a bit sick, picking up a cold on antibiotics at the moment. So that it again, you know, again stopped some of the interaction that uh, I would have liked to do over this period. Okay, thank you. Like I said, there's been so many changes behind the scenes. People don't always see those. They see the results. They don't see the EPC improving and the Stacey West improving. I think that's an important point to make. And just throwing back over to Harvey, obviously, um, also somebody been watching on from afar. You've spoken a little bit about the uh, the games that you watched. Was the one in particular that stood out for you? And also you say you, you kind of touched base with Landon afterwards. Did your opinions correlate? Or was there any differences of opinion at all? Early on. Early on, yeah, you know, early on we would, you know, they started about 7 a.m. our time and on Saturday morning, so uh, we'd 
be up ready to go early. And, uh, you know, I just, I remember maybe not specific games. I just remember the trend of what we saw early. We saw very organized football. We saw effort. We saw, you know, a lot of talent out there. Uh, it was fun uh, last year when you, you know, you had Morgan Rogers, Brandon Johnson. You, know, you had some guys out there that were just really some neat difference makers, and those guys caught our eye. But then we we saw this guy. I said, "This Anthony Scully, man, he doesn't stop. He he just <laughs> he just goes." And so he definitely caught our eye. But then you saw. You know, Tom and Esau McGrandles, you, you saw Monsman, you saw some really great talent out there. And uh, so we, he and I would check in with each other after each game. And I, you know, <laughs> it's really kind of ridiculous. He, he'd say, what do you think? And it's like, okay, the, the, the greatest U.S. soccer player in the world is asking me what I think about <laughs> a football game that I just saw. So I said, well, it's really meaningless what I think. Tell me what you think. And he was just always very impressed. Always very impressed. Even in games where the result didn't go our way, there was, there was just something about the culture of the club that was obvious. And, uh, you know, we had a couple instances where I know this is kind of crazy, but it may not be meaningful to people, but Michael might sub off a guy. And there were a couple of times where guys were subbed off at the far end of the field. They were at the far end of the field, and, and our dugout was right there next to them. But yet, they always made an effort to come to the center line and encourage the guy coming in for him. And, you know, sometimes you just see guys walk to the – walk to the sideline and and it's like okay maybe they want to be pulled out maybe they don't want to be pulled out but regardless of whether they wanted to come out or not these guys were encouraging who was going in so it, it just told me there was a there's a culture that has been created throughout this organization that we saw both on the pitch and in you know a more business setting of of the club and uh so we really kept, I've said this many times, so this was, we'd watch games, we'd have a number of Zoom calls with Clive, and each time it would be Clive, and, and then Liam came on, and then Jez came on, and then some of the uh, the executive committee members came on, and after each one of those calls, I'd contact Landon, and we'd kind of go through what we had just experienced and I kept saying I keep waiting for them to bring someone or something that's not impressive that's yeah. now that's that's, that's, say that. yeah, that's, that's the podcast uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no this is good this is, I like this uh, and it just didn't occur you know it just it was just it was just quality people with a quality motivation and a quality work ethic to make this club as great as it can be. And there's our sights last year, like they are every year, let's get to championship. And so 
I, I use the culture, the word culture a lot, but I think every organization, business, sport, any organization, educational, each has its own culture. And I think what has been created here uh, through Clive and Liam and Jez's leadership is special. And I, I hope, I know our supporters understand what's taken place here in the last few years, but I, I hope they understand that it didn't happen by accident. It happened, it, it isn't luck. It isn't, you know, wow, it was just our turn and the football gods allowed us to be a winner. No, it's, it's every day of what these gentlemen and ladies in the entire organization do to further the, the success of Lincoln. And I truly believe that. I saw it during due diligence and nothing has changed. And this trip has done nothing but enhance that feeling. And something else that you said interesting about Landon on the BBC Radio Links interview was he doesn't just understand football, he understands the business of football. Absolutely. And that kind of struck a chord. I just wanted, I'm just interested to know what, what your kind of um, uh, definition of the business of football is and uh-huh. um, kind of that element. I think he understands that, look, he's a he's a manager in, in the United States for San Diego Loyal. So, you know, at times... You know, in any sport, managers, coaches, they don't they don't want to listen to the business side of sport. It's like, hey, bring me the best talent and I will make them a winner on the field, on the pitch. Well, it isn't always that easy. There's there there are no team has an endless supply of resources. And therefore, you have to have a business approach to all of this. And I know that's a that's a difficult conversation at times for managers, for players, for supporters, who simply want to say, "Let's we just want to win." So you guys figure out how to win. Well, it takes resources to do that. And so Landon, I think, has unique understanding of that balance. Now, when he's sitting in his own boardroom at his club, he, he may not look at the business side quite as much as just give me talent. But he really has a, 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 a business acumen that is, he underestimates that. He doesn't give himself enough credit for that. But he understands, you know, risk versus reward, whether it be for players whether it be for facilities, whether it be for academies, all those things require a, an interesting balance of football and business acumen to put it together and say what's the most cost-efficient way of furthering the success of Lincoln City. And uh, we all wish we had endless resources but we don't. And so I think, I think, uh, Landon will, I mean, I know he's already been helpful, uh, in terms of his interaction with Clive and Jez and Liam and, and, uh, both in the search for players and evaluation of, of different aspects of the club. So I, I, 
I think you're going to really enjoy when Landon's sitting in this chair. I think you're going to have a wide-ranging discussion with him far beyond his huge goal for the USA against who? Algeria or um, I don't know who you... In the World Cup? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Would we get a word in though, Clive, if Landon was here or would you be talking Everton? And... <laughs> um, no, you'll be surprised uh, at Landon. No, he'll, he'll give you a bit of time to talk as well. But you can ask him about his Everton goal against Chelsea. <laughs> Harvey is a Chelsea Careful. Player. Careful now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how are we doing for time? I'm, I'm getting carried away. Uh, quarter two. Right, okay. I, so I was just ask Harvey one more thing. Is that all right? And then yeah. we'll, we'll move through. Because I've read something else um, six months ago now about how you were converted to football in that uh, Jensen was, was into football and you were doing a two-hour journey yeah. to take him to games when he was a youngster and, and he converted you. First of all, that's an incredibly kind of... It's almost like a British story, isn't yeah. it? You know, like the dad mm-hmm. driving all the way. I'm just wondering how he converted you from... Well, not converted you, but spread you over to football from baseball I, I saw the passion in his eyes and he was a baseball player too and was a pretty good baseball player and we're you know originally more of a baseball family and uh, he introduced Missy and me to this game uh, it's, it's a game that he just has fallen in love with since a young age and it, there was a point where he broke off and said, I really just want to play football. And uh, just seeing his passion and him educating us into the game. And, you know, we did that, we did that drive about three to four times a week uh, for training and then for games. And, but just to see him thrive and to just have a young man teach us about a game it was it was something that truly opened our eyes and he 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 caused us to not just understand the game but understand the charm of the game and and what the history of the game is all about and uh, so we uh we credit him for this investment and uh because he he's the one who had the initial introduction to Landon uh, at a Padres baseball game, and they hit it off. And uh, Landon was ready to go home. And we thought, we're not going to meet Landon. He's just going to get out of here because people inundated him all night, and we never had a chance. Finally, the Padres director of communications just took Landon or took Jensen by the arm and said, you're going to meet him right now no matter what. And she just <laughs> took him right up to Landon, and they they hit it off. And they talked football the rest of the evening, and they ended up having uh, a relationship that was a mixture of, of on-the-pitch training and sort of the mental aspect of football. Jensen has battled through three ACL tears uh, in his football career. He plays for the University of Washington uh, in the United States, and they just went to the championship game of NCAA soccer. And uh, so he's Landon has helped him tremendously to sort of 
battle through these injuries and uh, he's on his third recovery right now and hopes to be ready to go in the fall for next season but so if Jensen doesn't hit it off with Landon and then we get to know Landon a little bit through that uh, it doesn't lead to looking at decks together and looking for investments so I I felt very close to Landon from the moment I met him. He's a very engaging, down to earth, and he he you know he walks around the United States. You know he can have the rock star lifestyle if he wants it, but at the end of the day, he is a grounded family man with a wonderful wife and three children, and he just wants to live a quiet life, helping people and being involved in football. So thankfully, I think it's a I think supporters are really going to understand the the value that Landon's going to add to this equation. 1.3 million followers, I think, or something, and he got three Lincoln shirts. Then yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, his, uh, his children sure Lincoln did. shirts. He put 1.3 million people. I could see Andrew from the commercial department just <laughs> rubbing his hand and <laughs> smiling. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Landon's a great dad, and uh, Liam checking his phone. So I've not got 1.3 million followers. <laughs> 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 um, so <clears throat> probably moving into the sort of. The, latter half of it now um, just come back to you Clive on a couple of bits um, have you managed or sorry, how much have you managed to get back in the brief sp- uh, start again how much have you managed to get done in the brief spell while you've been back and you know with all things considered and everything going according to plan you know when you head off when will we be likely to see you again back over on these shores um, like I think I intimated I probably haven't done as much for couple of reasons that uh, I would have liked to have done. Um, four weeks has also probably been a long time to be away from home um, at a time like this. Uh, it's always nice to rather be enjoying the sun in South Africa than <laughs> Lincoln City's weather. Uh, but uh, no, look, uh, you know, like I also said, it was important. So a lot of things have been achieved. Uh, over this period and you know that will just continue when I when I get back home as to when I come again uh, well amazingly South Africa is off the red list at the moment but uh, I think the intention is before the end of the season probably around about April to to try and get over again cool Um, and then the obvious questions that we we kind of need to ask <laughs> from a fan's point of view um, in terms of new signings are we hopeful that we may see some activity on the early part of January we are certainly very much hoping so yes that's certainly the intention okay but uh, as we know there's always things that uh, can go wrong but yeah really let's say hopeful, stroke optimistic that there will be some action early in the transfer window. Excellent stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, has been, uh, John, no, crack on, mate. Has it been challenging coming back over when the club's been struggling on the field a little bit? Or is this sort of the time when you can see that strong leadership's what's really needed at, the, you know, at this time? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's always good to see both sides of it and I think you learn a lot more lessons uh, when you are battling 
when times are difficult, I mean, we are human. It's, it's easy to to get complacent or not want to you know, look for, for issues when you're doing well. So this is the time to you know, just reaffirm what we are doing and have a look at any things that might have been done wrong, how we can improve things. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll certainly look at implementing some of those things that we think we can do better or we can implement to help the club improve. Um, but yeah, bad times just happen in football and unfortunately it's quite a, I wouldn't say regular, but it does happen quite often when uh, a team maybe does punch well above its weight and gets into the playoffs. It does from time to time tend to be a hangover and that's happened at teams that are controlled by billionaires, whether they're Brighton or Brentford. It happens to other teams, whether they're Cardiff City or Barnsley or you know, even Oxford having a difficult start to last season. So it's not uh, totally unusual. Not that we wanted it to happen, but you know, it's something that does happen. And when things are not going well, uh, luck, you know, it doesn't go with you, and a couple of injuries have, you know, added to 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 the issues at the start of the season. And also, there's been a couple of new additions to the board uh, last week, I believe. Chris Travis came back, and a, 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 the other gentleman who named escaped me. How do these new faces strengthen uh, the board's offering, um, and, and what can they bring to to the table? Yes, um, I mean Chris has obviously been on the board before. He's got a lot of good contacts uh, within Lincoln. He's obviously got very good experience uh, within the football industry. Um, so with him retiring, we thought it would be somebody that could you know, be very helpful uh, to, to have on the board and hence uh, invited him to, to join us. Uh, Sunil um, has been chairman of Lincoln City Foundation since around mid-year um, and there have been a lot of changes uh, in the foundation with the new CEO as well in Martin Hickerton and I think, uh, yeah, well not think, that is a big part of what we want to do with uh, Lincoln City in the future is to continue to expand the foundation and the work that it does uh, in the com community. It's very important for the club and we think by having Sunil on our board you know not only can he con contribute because of the talents that he has the expertise that he has but he can also you know take away what is happening at the football club and as I and Liam are on the board of the foundation uh, we thought it would make sense for him to be on the board of the club Wonderful stuff. Do you want to get Liam in just No, I just need to ask Clive as well. Um, why don't we leave oh. a player up at corners? Sorry? <laughs> why don't we leave a player up at corners? Oh, why don't we leave a player up? Oh, God. And why don't fans celebrate in front of the... Uh, the players celebrate in front of the Solenity? Because we missed the fans forum. We thought that you'd like to answer those questions. Yes, well, that is always a question that I think is reserved for, for Michael at a, at a fans forum. <laughs> um... I don't really know the answer to the first one. The interesting one about why the players don't celebrate in front of uh, the Solenity. 
Okay, maybe because they haven't been scoring at home enough. <laughs> um, Ouch! <laughs> secondly, the person that has raised that question actually collared Michael Appleton on his first weekend at Sinsa Bank when we were being beaten 6-0 by Oxford Tower. <laughs> No. Sorry, Oxford United. How did I say Oxford? <laughs> anyway, Oxford United and asked him that for him when he started here to ensure that that happened. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, well, I, don't, I, don't I don't know where to go from that. All I can say is I missed the 6 0 defeat against Oxford. I was, it was the one day the whole year I was on holiday. And I, uh, it, was, it was kind of a bittersweet moment because I hated losing, but the fact that I wasn't here just made me feel slightly comforted yeah. so, slightly but I think that that was a that was a moment when even though we were 6-0 down you know the noise coming from the stadium was still really impressive I don't know no it was it was actually incredible and uh, so despite Michael having to watch that and get that question question I think we maybe the fact that the fans stuck with us that they convinced him to actually stay <laughs> Is there a, just a, a one that we missed? Stacey West development or proceeding as planned even with the current situation? Or? Yeah, look, we're still progressing it. Obviously, we've got to be aware of uh, what is happening at the moment. Um, you know, there's obviously the potential not only for football games to be postponed, but potentially for attendances to be cut or even playing in, you know, in front of no fans again but I think there's added things we've got to be aware of as well the supply line again is going to come under even more pressure we've already faced huge increases uh, in costs on the project and again it's just continuing to try and see what we can nail down um, and how much risk we are taking going into this into this project in the in the next few months so it's uh, certainly something that's getting a lot of our attention at the moment and obviously interested to see how this new variant plays out in the short term. Of course, because the Stacey West... Sorry, I'm kind of ad-libbing now, my apologies. But the Stacey West development is... Although people look at it and think, well, we're adding 2,000 or whatever onto capacity, it's actually very much more about the foundation and the community, isn't it, as well, which I think people probably don't quite always see. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's a, it's, it's a big part for the community uh, for, and for the foundation going forward um, where their new offices and facilities will be located. So it's important not only for the football club and what it can do for us, but also how the foundation continues to go forward. So, you know, it's something that certainly we are trying to, you know, take forward but we've got to be aware of what's actually taking place at the moment. Thank you very much. Okay. So if we say thank you to you both uh, for taking the time to speak to us, um, I could sit here genuinely and just make up questions all night, but I'm aware we've got places to be. So again, thank you very much for your time. It's really appreciated. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you for having us. So yeah, just to wrap things up, we'll we'll bring it back with uh, the third most. Um, 
um, celebrated member of the Stacey West podcast, I think yeah, it is. Now. More, third most appearances ahead of the other presenter. So. Yeah, I think we, we were saying beforehand that you know the only reason that you were getting involved is so you could get your numbers up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's part I'm coming for you, Ben. To be honest. Fair <laughs> um, but obvious one. But you know the obviously uh, the the situation around COVID at the moment. Um, how is it looking? Uh, did see communication from the club's day to say that Boxing Day is still on. Obviously, given MK cancelled the game last week, so just a, a general update on that and if you can see any changes happening shortly yeah sure just just to pick you up on the detail there Ben no it's your strong point but it, it was Burton that <laughs> um, cancelled the game against M- MK so it, it did say that it was in both camps it is, in my it, defense. It, 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 it is in both camps but uh, yeah it was it was technically it was Burton right. um, that, that called that game um, off Um but, Shut um, up, Gary. You've been home. <laughs> no, but look, in, in, in all seriousness, so we've had real clear uh, directive from the league, which is if you have 14 fit players, one of which must be a goalkeeper, um, plus from either your academy or from your under-21 players, players that have made an appearance in the league. So that's cross the white line. So that's not a starting appearance. That's cross the white line, come on as a sub. They count. Also, players that would be in your squad list, not that we have this luxury, but players that would be in your squad list and under any other circumstances but, but aren't, you have to have 14 players available. And as long as that's the case, um, then it, it, it's game on. Um, so as it stands, after the start of week testing at Lincoln City and at MK Dons, we have enough players between us to fulfil the fixture. And as you know, this sounds really simple and crude, but that is the process we're just going to have to go through game by game. Mm-hmm. Um, start of week testing, communicate with the opposition. Are you good to go? Yes, no. And then you know the the pre-game testing, um, uh, and we're just going to have to get used to that that existence uh, for the for the time being. Um, I think the real challenge is communicating with the fans. We want to try and communicate as, as as much as we can. I think we've spoke openly before. You know, we would rather over communicate and and you guys, you know, give us a bit of a telling off if if we say things that then don't come to fruition. But we would rather do that than keep people in the dark. So you know, the statement that was put out earlier today at the time of recording is just to say start of week testing, game still on, um, and and that's what we can you know that's all we can do from here really. Can I just ask you, say, pre-game testing, um, does that take place the day before the game? So is it likely that the shortest notice would be 24 hours for a call-off? No, you see, it's, 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 it's actually worse than that, Gary. So the lateral flow testing takes place two days before the game. So then if there is any positives, then we can send off for PCR testing, um, get the results back. Um, I think the thing to be aware of is the the stress and the pressures that are put on the third party agencies, especially at this time. So in terms of the timeline, you know, I, th- I think the contracted uh, commitment is is by 10 p.m. Um, of, of of the night, and then equally there are things that just happen in hotels if the uh, away club are staying there or if there are outbreaks within the squad. You know, I think we saw last year when we were playing behind closed doors, there were instances where maybe even three, four hours before kickoff, um, games were, were, were called off. We're going to clearly do everything we possibly can to avoid that situation. But I would be an absolute fraud and a liar if I said to you that wasn't a, a, a concern um, that could happen. Um, we will just do our absolute utmost as a club to communicate as, as much as we can. Um, and, and hopefully you, you can realise and the fans realise that we are just dealing with a live situation that isn't always within our control. 
Thank you very much. Excellent. I think that's it. That's it, is it? I think so. Brilliant, right. So Unless we'll Liam wants it. to take the mech out anymore. No, no, well, as long as you put him right in that you want Ben's job, you're hired. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, you can do all the editing and all that No, no, that I stuff. did that the other week. It was brilliant. We had the intro and the exit music in the right place. I was sat up until 11 o'clock editing, and I twice had to message Jake. I had to edit out Jake swearing all of the time, worse than Ben ever has. And by the end of it, I just said, come back, Ben, all is forgiven in a moment of weakness. Okay, well, Ben, seeing that James taking your job, you took his job. What would you change? Oh, oh, who signed up for this? Um, I mean, I think that might be all we've got time for, uh, so I can get out of it easily. Really? Um, you want to get out of that? What a great question! I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just one thing that you would change. I'd leave a man up at corners. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, uh, I think I'll leave it there. And you get players celebrating in front of the Salinity stand. Let's not go crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd make sure that Elior sell full fat Coke at half time because I haven't had a drink in the ground since uh, the opening day of the season. Yeah, really, Gary? You've not mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you hadn't replied. I didn't think you'd heard. <laughs> you, you were hearing, but you weren't listening. Okay, I do apologise. <laughs> well make, sure make sure the toilet's flush as well. Uh, well, I know the answer to that one. Well, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> but no I think that's probably a good spot to, yeah. to wrap up um, thank you once again everybody for your time um, you know fantastic insight and thank hopefully you, we can thank you. thank you for the opportunity hopefully we can do it again sometime and yep. uh, if we don't speak to everybody before have a good Christmas and hopefully see you on Boxing Day up the imps up the imps minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping but then you steal the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport Powered by fans.